Hello and welcome back to the Key Arsenal podcast. It is episode 66 today. I hope you're all doing well. I'm your host, Matthew Key, and I am joined by two lovely co-hosts this week. We have got Madeline and Dad. Madeline, we'll start off with you sporting your nice little pink shirt there you've just bought. How How is it? How is it? you like it more now? It's lovely. It's all my seven-year-old Arsenal fan dreams put into a shirt. That's what we like to hear. Dad, I know you weren't such a big fan at the start. Of, has it grown on you slightly now? You've seen your lovely daughter wearing it. And, oh, of course, we've got 100% win record in it. Well, what more could you say? We've got a win record in it, and my daughter always looks lovely, but it looks even more lovely. That is what we like to hear. Some good moves, some good vibes. And why not? Um, it, was, it was a good start as good a start as I'm sure any of us could have hoped for um this bit of a backstory to Friday's game was that we what what was it Madeline year year and a half ago something like that yeah prior to the beginning of last season yes um we purchased some well Madeline purchased some Commonwealth Games tickets for us all to enjoy thinking be a good day of family bonding something that'd be good fun to do and yeah we really enjoyed it the sad part of it was that obviously um when it came round, we realized oh dear it's the same day arsenal are kicking off the premier league season obviously we were meant to kick start it on a saturday ended up being a friday that was a bit of a nightmare we weren't sure what to do about the game whether to record it and watch it when we got home or in the end, we decided the nerves were not going to take that. And we just, well, had some very poor signal on Twitter and managed to see the results. Madeline got some updates as well. But in the end, you and dad was... couldn't even bear the stress of not knowing the team, let alone the squad, let alone that, the score. That's true. But in the end, we got the win and we walked out having enjoyed a very good evening of athletics, even more happy because Arsenal had won. But yeah, um, Dad, you wouldn't quite say it's a statement victory. You see teams like City and Liverpool, which is ultimately the level we're trying to get. For them, that's it's just any other game. But for us, against Crystal Palace, a team that we have a notoriously bad record against, that was a good win, wasn't it, to kickstart the season? That was a good win, important win. Don't quite go by all the nonsense spoke about at Brentford last year, although we did get bullied, but you have to look at what was going on at the time. But we also got bullied at Palace at the end of last season and we didn't tonight, so, or Friday night, sorry. So good, good, good three points, reasonable performance from what I've seen. Um, just nice to win the first game of the season. Yeah, um, obviously that game against Brentford is probably something now that will always get talked about. Um, well, certainly for a very long time. But notoriously, Madeline, we do tend to have quite a poor record at the start of the season, especially away from home. How nice was it to to get that win and sort of a bit of that to Sky because they knew what they were doing, didn't they? Friday night, 
under lights against a London team, it was it was almost like deja vu with how they'd set it up. And we we made them look a bit silly in the end by doing a pretty professional job. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Sky's analysis on Lissandro Martinez as they pick him apart the way that they did Ben White against Brentford last season. Um, now, as you say, Sky knew exactly what they were doing. And it's definitely a game, well, we we came away from there last season with a 3-0 loss. And we talked about it on Friday. We couldn't actually remember the last time um, we'd won away at Palace with a crowd, obviously COVID being a bit of an anomaly. Um, I think we decided it was Alexis Sanchez, who, if you want to know how long ago that is, he's now joined a flurry of ex-Arsenal players to play for Marseille. Um, so, yeah, I think it was an important win, important to go out first game of the season and get three points. And I think, especially in the first, well, first half an hour or so, we we did look really, really good. And obviously then with the hindsight of looking at results from the weekend, Liverpool didn't pick up three points. This isn't me saying we're competing with Liverpool for the season, but you can see how difficult the opening game of the season can be. Um, I'd argue Palace is a harder place to go than Fulham. Um, not sure too many Fulham fans would even disagree with that. Um, and obviously, if we look at maybe Spurs as our main competitors, they picked up three points. It was very important. We picked up three points. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, maybe a bit harsh what you say there about Fulham. Obviously, Palace is notorious for having a good atmosphere, whereas obviously we know Craven Cottage notorious for being a very dry pitch, which makes it extremely difficult to play on. That's something we can't forget. The notorious Craven Cottage dryness of the pitch. Always a difficult place to go. So, Dad, just on based on what, what Madeline was saying there and based a bit, I suppose, on... The, the reaction from people afterwards maybe a bit bit surprised with the the manner of the performance does that do you think is it too far ahead of ourselves to say it's a new arsenal that we're watching or perhaps an old arsenal go if we go back to when we were very good at going places like palace um i'd have to say for me you got you've got to go a few more weeks you've got to go a few more Places and think, yeah, we'll stand up to them, we'll stand up to the crowd. Um, you know, the striping idols always give it a good atmosphere, but they're, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's some you, you like to think somebody like Sinchenko adds something to the team, a bit of nails. I think it, I think the truth be told, the last couple of seasons, it's always been we've had quite a good eleven. The minute we lost somebody, as demonstrated last year, the minute we lost a player, we were in deep doos. You know, Tierney. I remember, did he get injured at Palace last year? Or was it before then? I can't remember. You know, it was and, before because Nuno started the game and played back that wonderful pass across to Gabriel, across the face of goal. And then you sort of go, 
that no. no is it a new arsenal or is it just we played at palace we managed to win at palace and we didn't actually have the two what you'd have considered fullbacks playing other than that did we have anybody who was missing no we had party we had jacker we had the lovely martin odegaard and we had you know and again slightly different we had jesus up top who clearly brings a lot of energy to the team and i hope he can keep that up for months and months and months and months and months because he does chase down so I, th I think that was difference. I think that is probably the bigger difference. And we'll come on to de debuts in a minute. I think Matthew will talk about debuts. Yeah, we'll yeah we'll come to sort of individually sort of qualities. But again, Madeleine, look at that sort of mental side. Is it? not only the quality that Jesus and Zinchenko obviously possess, is it also that sort of bringing that winning mentality over? We've mentioned previously the leadership starting to improve with Odegaard, obviously now officially club captain, but been national team captain for a few years. Zinchenko also possesses that Xhaka party. So is that sort of the same sort of thing, that winning mentality becomes infectious and grows within the group yeah i think those if we if you take zinchenko and jesus as well they what i would imagine one of the main reasons why they've chosen to leave city is because they almost want to take a greater leadership role and they want to be more important to their side not obviously saying that they were unimportant to their man city side but if if gabriel jesus for example can be almost to arsenal what as important to Arsenal as Kevin De Bruyne is for Man City, then it's a win-win for both us and Jesus. And it's it's about them wanting to take on a leadership role and a challenge of not buckling under pressure, a bit like we did towards the end of last season. Um, and I can't say that they're two players that are used to playing in extremely lively atmospheres at the Etihad. Um, but I don't know whether maybe as City they carry an aura of people just wanting to beat them because everyone knows they're the best. Um, and maybe then crowds get up more for games against City. Um, so hopefully they can deal with that pressure, deal with a Monday night, a Friday night, a Saturday evening away somewhere a little bit nasty um and probably not only that in if you take maybe the left back position we've actually got two leaders that we could play at left back that I think we've, we've spoken before about when Tini's not there we've not only missed his playing ability and his defensive ability but we've also missed his leadership skills. And hopefully now that means if he's not in there, Zinchenko can provide us with that. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe a good example of this would be the, would be the start we made. Obviously, 
in the, those sort of games, we're almost, especially for, for in our opinion, we're really bad starters. And you can always sort of tell with us, if we start slowly, it, it almost never gets better. Newcastle away, sort of being the prime example, where you go into the game a bit apprehensive and you watch the first five minutes and you feel, oh dear, this isn't, you can just tell this isn't going to go well straight away. But is it, is that maybe what, Good preseason, good preparation shows that. Obviously, it we're not that fussed about the results in preseason. But last year, when you looked at it, the preparation was all over the place. You couldn't really see what was going to happen at the start of the season, which was some stuff out of the club's control with COVID and stuff like that. But having a good preseason and getting the style implemented early so that straight away first game of the season players been bought in know what to do the older players know what to do they know how their role's the same or different is that what that stems down to and the reason why we got such a fast start against Palace possibly some of it's also confidence I think last year our pre-season was absolutely appalling the highlight being that one all draw with Hibernian. You know, we we weren't scoring goals. We, we actually lost to Hibernian last year. Oh, we it, drew with Rangers. Oh, there you go then. Just generally it was poor. And you think, well, I, I also think last season, forget the, the Brentford game, there was possibly more going on in the background than we all knew. I don't think it was a very united team and I think that showed through. So, um, yeah, I think a lot of it, confidence. I think there is a bit of a, a will and a team bond in there. I don't think there's many players that... I think the... The, the people that are going to play most weeks, they know they're going to play, but they know they've also got a bit of competition. I just generally think it feels better and it looks like a more of a team. Last year, start with, we didn't look like a team. Go on, Madeline, tell me I'm wrong. No, I think, obviously, you started last season as well. I know we've brought in a lot of players this season. But uh, this summer, sorry, but obviously only two of them in Zinchenko and Jesus started. Um, oh, and Saliba, but I keep forgetting he's sort of a new player. Um, but last season, I think I couldn't tell you how many more players were in there. Obviously, I know Ben White was in there. Balogun started up front. I think Reese Nelson started. So it it was a lot of it it was a very disjointed team and this year obviously there was this disruption of the Euros as well. Whereas this year we've we've been able to have a solid preseason. Most people have come back at exactly the same time. A few internationals come back a bit later. But Arteta's probably had a good six weeks to really, really work with them. Um and make it very clear what he wants, what he expects. Uh a lot more people, we said towards the end of last year, looked a lot more comfortable 
that's only going to feed into this year and only having to make a few altercations this year as opposed to the squad overhaul we had last year I think also makes a massive difference for players and coach alike yeah yeah absolutely so um we get off to a great start uh Martinelli misses which uh, misses chance which let's be honest is going to be right up there at the end of the season with misses of the season normally they they cost us didn't luckily the other I day, reckon but, mum would have scored that one it was a, it was an absolute shock maybe on the left but mum might have struggled but yeah it was a it was a shocker um but a nicely work, worked corner, clearly something that the... Oh, Madeline, what's the name of the set-piece coach again? I was about to say Nicholas Jovic. Jova, Yo- isn't it? Jova, because the other one plays for the Denver Nuggets. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, nice routine they've worked on there. Zinchenko heads it back. Martinelli heads it in. Goalkeeper might do better. Anyway... Doesn't matter. So really good start and really sorry, encouraging signs. Why then was it then Palace start, start to get on top? Was that them waking up slightly and realising they weren't weren't playing at the required level? Or is that just a thing that, that needs, needs a bit of teething that isn't, isn't quite there yet, whereas we've been struggling the last couple of years. You score a goal, you, you drop off slightly rather than looking to get goal number two free. We do have a tendency to drop deep when we've taken the lead. I think it's probably also Palace have woken up having gone one down. They're quite a, you know, they're quite lively as a crowd. Um, it's probably a combination of things. I think it's a combination of things. I do still think we have this tendency to drop deep, which I don't always like. And I, you know, I have this thing of I wish we'd put our foot on someone's throat when we get one up. Not always as easy as just saying do that. So, um, yeah. Is it maybe just something simple down to a lack of fitness? Obviously, you work on it in pre-season, but it's that match fitness that really counts. And maybe a bit of subconsciously trying to leave a bit for the end of the game, just in case you don't get that second goal and you face a real barrage then. Could be some of that. People forgetting we've now got five substitutes. Yep, something we're going to touch on in a little bit. Um, I think it's a lot of things. I think first game of the season, you do try and hold something back. That's an opinion, Madeline. You know you're not going to go flat out for 90 minutes. It's your first game and you might go, oh, there's not much break between one season finishing and another one starting. But there's an awful difference between playing um, 90 minutes pre-season friendly against someone and actually playing a game. I think, though, you're never going to keep that intensity up for 90 minutes anyway. I think you're completely... It's just like Liverpool don't keep that up for 90 minutes and they run around a lot. 
Um, so I, I think probably the important thing is, and although it's not good that you take a step back, etc., but the important thing is you get the goal up and you have something to protect. And clearly we've got enough um, enough confidence in our back four and our goalkeeper, etc., that we are going to be able to hold on to a lead and catch someone on a counter. We've got a young front line. We've got a quick front line. Maybe it is part of the plan, although I think probably gives Arteta a few more grey hairs than he'd want. Yeah, maybe. Well, we did we did come under the cosh a bit. Uh, Ramsdale made a very good save back end of the first half from Edouard. Save he shouldn't have been able to make, but equally a very good save. And then start the second half again, Palace come out quickly. Maybe that's when you'd expect that more when they've sort of Vieira's got into them. I don't know if they made any changes, but don't got into them a bit. Blaine gone over the plan again, how they think he thinks they can get some success. Start quickly again. Edward misses another one. Good save Ramsdale by his feet. But we we managed to hung in there, Dad, and maybe this is what the the difference is that we're talking about is that on an Another day, you just we keep dropping back, keep dropping. Eventually, the goal comes, but we didn't look to do that. We looked to still provide some sort of threat on the counter attack, and in the end, we've scored a really nice goal. We're we're about twenty odd twenty odd passes, which has ended slightly fortuitously. But Saka's got in the right position, got got a good ball in, and the defenders. Had to get something on it. It's just happened that it's gone into his own net. Yeah, I mean, I think we are quite good on the break now. Nice. I mean, any goal we score is nice. I, I like any of them. So, um, Ramsdale, I, I thought the saving actually maybe this feet was the one. The header. Yeah, I think he made it was a good save. Didn't think it was outstanding. The the save when he's come out and he's blocked it. Yeah, that's I think that's a better save. Maybe the boys were just thinking he's getting his money too easy this week, so we'll make him do some work. Don't know. Go on, Mads. I, I think when when do you expect to see the best of the side? Is it first game of the season or is it twenty games in or whatever? Um, I I I think it was generally for me mostly positive signs. Um, no, I don't think you're going to get many performances that are perfect. And I think if someone had said to you, Palace away two nil. I think we would have all taken it. Um, might have even doubted whether it was a 2-0 win or a, a loss uh, coming our way. But no, I think as a performance, you'd probably give it a solid eight, 7, 8 out of 10. And lots to build on, lots to be happy with, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Ultimately, it's all about getting the three points and going to a tricky 
game like that, it's always one you, you fear slightly, but it's one out the way. And Dad, I'm sure you'll be doing your charts again, updating them. And that is certainly three points that uh, we didn't get last year. And as you rightly said the other day, Madeline, we only managed to get one the whole of last season. So unfortunately, Tottenham managed to lose to Southampton at home last season. So, they, so they've got a three they didn't get last year, but... That's how it goes, sort of those those swings and roundabouts. Right, let's get stuck into some individual players then. Um, and I suppose the the obvious one to start with is is Mr Saliba, um, man of the match. Debut's been long time coming. Debut that's been highly anticipated, but looked assured straight away, Dad and. Maybe that's that's a, a win for Arteta, the sort of um, I told you so to to lots of people, really, media and fans. Well, he certainly played over the three seasons and Arteta can't, you know, the first season Emery was, was still there. But he certainly played a lot more games in the three seasons than he would have done. Um, there aren't many 18-year-old centre-halves come into English, the English Premier League and do well. So you know, maybe a bit of game time was, was what was needed. He did look calm. I'm sure there are bigger tests to come, but one or two months... Was it a tackle on Zaha in in the penalty box? Very calm, good tackle. He he's come out a couple of times with the ball. Looks and again looks good on the ball. He's quite. He looks. I'm going to say he looks like he's put a few pounds of muscle on since we first bought him, which will stand him in good stead. Um yeah I thought I thought he looked quite quite good. Go on Mads. I, I never go overboard Matthew. I think I'd call it a comfortable performance. He didn't. I've watched many an Arsenal centre back over the last few years look hugely out of their depth against Will Zaha. Also, big up Ben White, who did 80% of that game have Zaha or in his back pocket. And I've seen him have a lot of stick. But I think Shaliba had sort of that kind of calming presence. Didn't obviously, I think probably playing in some of the games in um, France has helped him. <laughs> the sort of derby atmospheres they get in Europe. Um, probably equipped you for away days here because I think they're better over there. Um, and yeah, I think. You could probably a debut you can look at in two ways. Some might look and say, Well, why is Arteta adding more loan for three years? Um, whilst I'm sort of sat there saying it looks like quite a good decision that Arteta let him grow out in France, and I can only imagine 
if he'd have played against Brentford last season and had a stinker, the the outcry of hate that both Arsenal fans and the English media would have no doubt directed to him. Um, so I think it was a really good performance. Um, as I say, it looked very calm, assured on the ball, and hopefully only going to get better across this season and seasons in the future. Yeah, and we t- touched on the sort of mental side of Jesus and Zinchenko. Let's talk about them uh, technically, Madeline. Obviously, Jesus saw glimpses of what we we expected of him. Good bit of pressing on Anderson, I think it was, won the ball back. Put it on a plate, sorry to say this, Dad. Erdegaard should have done better. Um, he's even nodded there, he agrees, he knows it. Um, but so held the ball up, pressed well. Perhaps what we didn't expect was the the level of dribbling was that was absolutely sensational. That run for the Martinelli goal, he's well Martinelli chance that he should have stuck away. One lovely bit of skill to get away from someone, cheeky little nutmeg in there, and then f- finds the pass. That's just so exciting to see. We have not seen that in a very long time. Yeah, I, I think. Fancy Premier League managers up and down the country might be fuming at Jesus, might want to target their anger elsewhere. Um, I thought he led from the front. Obviously, we've, we've talked a lot about Lacazette here, but and we've you know, only pretty much got good things to say about him, but you could already tell the difference in the way that he could press from the intensity he had from the first minute to to when he come off at Eddie. Um, I thought he looked really sharp. Um, didn't look like a bloke who had only played a few games for us. Um, yeah, as you say, the dribbling, probably, again, to go back to that man, probably the last one was Alexis Sanchez. Um, and I think we're probably getting a similar vibe of he can do something similar to us what um Alexis did um so yeah I thought especially for 45 minutes thought it was unplayable uh had a bit of a quiet second half but most of anyone past Granite Xhaka had a bit of a quiet second half um so I I think definitely a, a a debut to to be hopeful for and one that Hopefully we should see that um, level of performance maybe increase from 45 minutes to 70 to 90 or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. And finally, Dad, not necessarily a player, but something you mentioned earlier, the five subs. Um, Arteta used that to, to good effect on on Friday. We saw Zinchenko being taken off Tierney, which in itself is a great thing because we certainly didn't have the option to take off Tierney when he was well, when he was fit last year. Um, Rob Holding wasn't needed. The the old three five two wasn't needed in the end, or three five one when we were inevitably down to ten men last season. But obviously, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing is a completely irrelevant topic but 
how how crucial do you think it will be to the to the season and how important therefore is it that we get those subs right and we keep building the the squad depth which is obviously much improved from last season i think i think the five subs really will start to make a difference okay first game of the season it's what it is you look forward you get that thing you know we'll we'll be thursday sunday thursday sunday i know it sounds soppy but just giving someone a little bit of a break for those big important games will make a difference i mean you know eddie's going to come on and work hard do you've had jesus on there for let's just normally say it's 60 65 minutes and then you can bring it somebody like eddie on um you, you tina you're quite right because over the last few years i think we've had you know people go on about his injury record myself included because it's not been great but he's been absolutely rinsed when he's fit he's played he's played he's played he's played and we've not really been in a position to to give him a break unless you can't watch him collapse and act through your fingers so you've you've got that it's interesting because you know madeline mentioned ben white actually when i've watched the game he's done pretty well he's not a natural right back he's done pretty well we Tommy then played for the under 21s, admittedly 45 minutes Saturday, but he played for the under 21s. And again, truth be told, last year we brought Tommy back quicker than we should have done. I know that's not substitutions, but we bring him back and we expect people to be able to play 90 minutes. Well, sometimes that's not always the way. And then, you know, you look across the team there's a couple of places i do think we need to strengthen you know i worry about Saka playing game after game after game after game after game and basically playing most of the game most weeks but you've got if you can get a couple more options in there it would help i think this your liverpool your city to an extent tottenham chelsea the five substitutes will benefit them a great deal. Your your teams without the strength and depth will, will find it hard. You're changing half your outfield team if you want to. It just depends what you're changing it for. Yeah, absolutely. We will have to keep an eye on the transfer. No, nothing too much not too much activity or that does look like we're moving a couple of players on which is obviously good we discussed that last week we'll have to see whether that gives us enough time to then bring in a couple of more introductions because that would be lovely and that would really sort of top off what has been an excellent window so yeah um hoping to do that and say a good start a good solid start and we couldn't couldn't really have asked for for much more and we go into well go back home at the at the weekend hopefully confidence high and hopefully able to get another result 
Leicester are the visitors. Um, Madeline, I'm going to start with you. We're going to have a new segment here. Um, I'll just explain it very quickly. Is that Madeline? Congratulations to her. She won, managed to win our fantasy league last season. A uh, very good season. But I think she did the double actually. I think she won the head-to-head and the and the normal league. So fair play to her. And Got even more a fair, cheeky forty quid in the process. Yeah, well done. And of course, pride, which you can't you can't buy. But fair play to Madeline is because she won last season, she has decided that she's going to sacrifice her team by filling it with players notoriously good against against Arsenal. So she had Zaha in last week, uh, obviously blanked in the end, had a good game by all accounts, but not didn't get the goals and assists that he normally does against us. So Madeline, just want you to talk through what, what the plans are for this week, which Leicester players will be going into the into the team. This week, it's a difficult week. Leicester have got a few players who are notoriously good against Arsenal. No one can forget Jamie Vardy's record against Arsenal. It's a joke. Um, so he could go in there. Uh, potentially, Yuri Tielemans could go in there because there would be nothing more Arsenal than the man we've been linked with all summer scoring against us. And obviously, James Madison who it was a similar story last week. At the moment, Jamie Vardy is the front runner. Uh, at the moment, he looks like he's going in for Neil Morpé, who didn't start for Brighton, another player everyone knows always plays well against Arsenal. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if he stayed at Arsenal just to pee us, stayed at Brighton just to pee us off for another season. Um, so, yeah, it is. It, Kasper Schmeichel was also a front runner, but obviously he's now left. So I think Jamie Vardy... And with Harvey Barnes' injury as well, he's out of the question. So I think it will be Jamie Vardy. Lovely stuff. Well, we'll keep an, keep an eye on that each week, go for a recap and see if indeed Madeline did manage to jinx the player and, of course, who she will be transferring in the next week. Um, but, yeah, Leicester at, Leicester at home, a team that we all always seem to have good games against we managed to beat them twice last year fairly comfortably but games that normally have well quite quite entertaining quite a few goals in them uh we didn't play against Vardy once last season I don't believe which obviously worked in our favor because as Madeline said we got six points so yeah he does he does have a very good record against us as everyone knows but he didn't play against us last year um bit of a disappointing season for for Leicester last year, it'd be fair to say. And a team, Madeline, that look like they have perhaps similar weaknesses to what they had last year, mainly those weaknesses being defensively. Specifically defending from a corner, which they, despite, as me and you like to joke, Yannick Bestergaard is six foot seven. And uh, defending from corners last year proved, proved to be one of their downfalls. I think it's a bit of a weird one, the fact that they've not signed anyone, um, especially after some of the seasons they've had recently. Um, you know, maybe having a slightly more disappointing season, wanting to build on, on the season seasons before and use last season as an anomaly. Um, don't know why they haven't done any business, um, whether they're relying on some money coming in before they spend any. I know... Their, their finances seem to always be quite tight. Um, so, 
yeah, a bit of a weird one. But they're as you, as you say, their weaknesses. They like us also seem to get a lot of injuries to important players. I don't know whether that's also down to their squad depth and players like Harvey Barnes having to play ninety minutes, whatever he's maybe even just seventy percent fit. So um, yeah, hopefully we can come away with another victory against Brendan Rodgers. Dad, Dad is not a fan of Brendan Rodgers, if anyone was interested. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we can get three points, carry on marching our way to the top of the table where we rightfully deserve and belong. Thank you. Absolutely. And just before I come to Dad, are you looking forward to going back, Madeline? Looking forward to... Well, seeing some of the improvements, firstly, to the stadium, that'll be well, exciting. New, yeah, new screens gonna... have been installed. Yeah, that's actually yeah. about all they've done over the summer. They've only yeah. just started doing redoing the bit round the, the side where the old legends were. So Dad's photo this year is literally going to look complete. I could take it from anywhere and I don't think he'd know. Um, so, yeah, but obviously very excited to... To be back at the Arsenal, I feel like I haven't really had a break from football um, after lugging my family up and down England to watch the Euros. Um, but no, very excited to, to be back at the Arsenal, back in the pub prior to the game, I've no doubt. Um, so, yeah, hopefully it will be a slightly better uh, day out than last year's first game, home game of the season was. We won't mention that, but yeah... Um... You're right with the with the improvements. It's almost like we're making a signing. It's taken so long. It's gone from being completed in the summer to being completed in January. So I look forward to seeing that at the start of next season. Um, Dad, for you on Leicester, um, Vardy obviously, as we said, the the main threat to him. Does that make it another interesting test for for Saliba? Um, it does. Different you know type exactly of striker what, to come up against. You know exactly what he's going to do. He's going to play on your shoulder and look to run in behind you. Uh, like Madeline says, it would be ironic Tillemans having spent all summer being linked with him. But And Madison, I'm not a great fan of Madison personally, but he's got ability. Um, yeah, they're not a bad side. I'm not a big fan of Brendan. Uh, but I think he's not a bad coach. Kasper Schmeichel not being there. Well, he normally managed to pull off one worldie against us per game. So no doubt Danny Ward will take his place. But again, we should hopefully win. Um and like I say, they don't seem to have bought anybody so far. So we should know what they're all about. Yeah, it's perhaps not as difficult a game as it perhaps previously has been, or certainly maybe that's because they've got slightly worse, or maybe that's because we're we're more confident in ourselves now. But either way, you look at it now, and without sort of jumping too far... Palace was obviously a very difficult game to start with. But you look now, Leicester, Bournemouth away, Fulham at home, Villa at home. It's a real chance for us to to get end up with five five wins out of five. Because 
it's not only a great start to the season, but it's games now that we we should be expecting to win. And as we said earlier, perhaps Palace isn't quite a statement win away, but certainly getting those first five on the board and putting a, in a really good start to the season is that that marker down to to teams that we we've going to be going to be very competitive this year and give any team a really difficult game. Yeah, I just think it's we we I don't think we were quite as bad as everyone made out early on last season, but the results were poor. Um getting a good start makes a difference. You know, when you're already looking and Liverpool were on nine and Tottenham were on nine and we were on nothing, it's already a long way back, even you know. Big sale, there's a lot of games, it's still a long way back. So you need to get those wins in. October won't be easy. But get those wins in, get in and amongst it, hopefully. And we can go onwards and upwards and World Cup will come before you know where you are. And you don't want to be sitting looking at a 20-point deficit to the team at the top. So I think it's quite important that we start well. And it breeds confidence. And if you do want to buy somebody in January and you're in with a shout at the top four, I think, yeah, makes a difference. You've also I still think, got goal meddling. I was going to say, I think one of the other differences when it comes to January, maybe signing one or two players who are going to improve your squad rather than ones that are going to end up having to improve your team. Um, maybe because of the situation you've got yourselves in. Um, but I don't know. I think the biggest thing is momentum, confidence and just the atmosphere around the club. If fans want to turn up on a Saturday and a Sunday, it'll be a Sunday most of the time and want to chant and sing for, for 90 minutes. Yeah. Rather than, oh, oh, you know, we turned up at Norwich last season and we were bottom of the league and we were playing Norwich and we were actually below Norwich, which was an all-time low, I think. Um, and, I, and I think, you know, we sort of turned up. People did get behind the team then, but you could feel the, the sort of tension in the stadium as it was still nil-nil at half-time and we were thinking, are we actually going to score a goal all season? Um, so... Yeah, I think just that momentum and, you know, going into every week with a belief as fans that we can win. Because I, I don't doubt as players that a lot of the time they have enough faith and confidence and belief in themselves and each other that they can get three points. But I think it makes a massive difference if the fans think that we can get three points. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And as you sort of alluded to there, Dad, the sort of cliche of tell of two halves well season of two halves has never never been more relevant than this year isn't and as you say there's january transfer window could be crucial because you will have a great idea where teams going to finish and it's almost almost sometimes you're almost only looking to get a couple of players in but i think the january transfer window this year could be could end up being really crucial but yeah we'll take it 
take it a game at the time at at the time. And if we're on six points next week, we'll be very happy with the start to the season and hopefully get a few goals would be nice. And speaking of opening games, that brings us very nicely to round off the show with quiz of the week. And for quiz of the week this year, I have taken the decision to do it on our opening home games of of the season. So it's basically the normal format, 1v1. Question Question asked by me, shout out a name and... We will, we will add up the points, see who gets the right answer. However, the first question is two parts of it, and they've got one part each for you. Um, this is purely to make it fair, because I know Madeline will inevitably complain in about 10 seconds after I've read this question. But the first question is, our first game at the Emirates Stadium, competitively, was against Aston Villa in a one-all draw. Now, Dad, I know you were there, and this is why I've split into two parts. Dad, I want you to give me the name of the Villa goal scorer because they went one nil up. I'm going to say Gabby Abonlo. Gabby Abonlo. Madeline, do you know the name of the Arsenal goal scorer on that day? It was Gilberto Silva, no? It was Gilberto Silva. Gilberto Silva is correct. Gabriel on the is not correct, Dad. But he's quite Despite... annoying, so I thought somebody must have If it was play. who's the worst pundit out there at the moment, he would probably be the correct it, answer. Uh, yeah, it wasn't the question, unfortunately, yeah. Um, so it's a 1-0 lead for Madeline, despite her not being at that game, and Dad, you were being there. Madeline, I'll give you a bonus point if you can name the Villa goal scorer. Oh, I've not got a clue, but I've got a feeling he was from Slovakia or somewhere. I've got that he's got a sort of Vich at the end of his name, but I don't know who it is. No, you're not on the right lines there. He's a Swedish international by the name of Olaf Melberg. Well, I'm not sure Sweden and Slovakia are close. They start with an S. Yep, there we go. I was close to dad was. Yeah, Olaf Milberg took the lead for Villa, but then a Gilberto Silva goal 10 minutes from time got us a point. Um, a year later, so that was 06 07, the year, of course, we moved to the Emirates Stadium. So the, a year later, we're talking 07 08. Um, we needed a 90th minute winner to beat Fulham in our opening home game of the season. Can you tell me who scored the winning goal? And this is just. A shouting, shouting of a name. Madeline. Yes. Nicholas Bentner. Incorrect. It's not a bad shout. I'm not sure he was at the club. Robin at Van Persie. It's not Robin Van Persie. Would you like to have another guess each or? Cesc Fabregas. It's not Cesc Fabregas. Madeline, you've got another guess. And then if you don't get it, I'll tell you the answer. Um, I can't even picture the kit. That's an issue. Carlos Vela. Carlos Vela. He's a great shout. He did actually score once against Fulham. It's not the correct answer again. I think it's a couple of years too early. It was one of your, well, player you keen on, Dad. Alexander Kleb was oh. the 
the 90th minute. I don't remember that game, Dad, so I'm not sure we went to that, but we we could have done. I it slipped I'm the sure memory, but I don't I don't remember it. Um, in 2010, so jumping ahead a few years, we thrashed New Boys Blackpool six nil. A player scored a hat trick for Arsenal. Who was that player? The worst part is I can't moan at this one because I'm 99 percent sure we were there. We weren't. We were on holiday. Were we away? We're going we were for all. Theo Walcott. Theo Walcott is the correct answer. Dad ties it up at one each. Also, two goals for Van Persie that day and one for Fabregas as well. So good day, good day all round that. Um, we're jumping miles ahead now, and this is this is many parts of this question. To 2017, where Arsenal once again kicked off the Premier League season with an absolute thrilling 4-3 win against Saturday's opponents, Leicester City. We've got six goal scorers in this game. I'm going to let you go back and forth. Who would like to kick me off? Go on, Madeline. Olivier Giroud. Olivier Giroud is a correct answer. So Madeline takes a 2-1 lead. Jamie Vardy. Jamie Vardy. He did score twice in that game. That doesn't mean you're entitled to two points, unfortunately, Dad. That's two two each. Aaron Ramsey? Aaron Ramsey did score. He scored to tie it up at 3-all. Three, three I'm trying to think. There's... Go on. I'm going to say, totally out of the thing, Mark Albrighton. Mark Albrighton is not a name on there, unfortunately. It was a decent shout, to be fair. It was a good shout. So I need another, an, an Arsenal. You've got two Arsenal players and one Leicester player, so you're halfway there at the minute. And there's two more Arsenal players and one I'm Leicester gonna, player. I'm going to go Danny Welbeck. Danny Welbeck is on there. That's a great shout. That was the one I, I thought remember it being one get. of the most Danny Welbeck goals you could think of. It wasn't. It wasn't. He came a... off his left back side. No, it wasn't. The keeper saved it, and he basically ran it into the net. <laughs> um, that is a four-two lead for for Madeline. So, Dad, you're going to need you're going to need an answer here. Ramsey. Yeah, we've got him. We've got him. Giroud and Vardy. I'm looking, I'm looking, and I'm thinking who was in the side at the time. This is hard because I don't think we watched this game. No, we did. Did we? Yeah. I've got a shout for another Arsenal player, but I don't know if it's right. I know he played. Your last guess, Dad, and then Madeline gets one more. He's quite annoying the place for Leicester, apart from Mark Albrighton. Vardy. And Vardy. I love it. You go. Oh, let's go, Wes Morgan. Wes Morgan is not a correct answer. Madeline, your guess to perhaps make an unassailable lead. I'm torn. I'm going to go 
he was a standard answer back in this time. Alexis Sanchez? Alexis Sanchez is not correct. I'm surprised <laughs> neither of you got it. It was Lacazette scored the first uh, goal for us a mere 90 seconds into his day. Was that that game? Yep. I had in my from, head we won that 1-1-0. No, from a Mohamed El Nene cross 90 seconds in. And the equaliser for Leicester was scored by a Mr. Shinji Okazaki. The Japanese never got that. No, that was, a, it was a solid player for them, to be fair. That was so crap goalkeeping from Petr Cech, if I remember correctly. One of them was, I can't remember yeah. which one. One was a penalty, obviously. Obviously. But yeah, uh, so that's 4-2 to Madeline. And we're going way back now for, we've just had a question which I thought was in Madeline's favour. We're going way back to... 2004-2005, so after the Invincible season, our record, or our undefeated record, came under threat in our first home game of the season. Who did we eventually manage to beat in that game? And there's some bonus points after this question, but I'm looking just for the opposition team. Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough is the correct answer. You knew that as well. Well, Dad's beat you to it. So it's 4-3. Could we in for a thrilling conclusion here? Can you remember the score of the game? I've got to give it to give Dad the chance first as he... I'm going to go. Yes. For 3-0. Two to us, obviously. Free to us. You can see the smirk from Madeline there. She knows that's not the correct answer. Do you have the correct answer, Madeline? Was it four two? Madeline's also missed out on the correct oh, it's answer. Five two, isn't it? It's not. It's five three. An early Thierry Henry goal was was there, and we were then shocked when. Um, Borough took a 2-1 lead into half-time, made that 3-1, which really put the record under threat. But then a Burkamp goal and then two goals in a minute from Pires and Reyes, which was, which was a screamer. And that was literally from kickoff. Gave us a 4-3 lead before Henri wrapped the game up to make it 5-3 and stop a bit of a scare at that time. But speaking... Well, that wasn't that was four three that Madeline has won the opening quiz of the week for the season. So Dad will have to see if he can get his revenge next week. But yeah, that's just gonna do it for us today. Um good episode. We've dissected the Palace game, looked ahead to Leicester and finished off with a nice quiz, which I know you all enjoy. But yeah, thank you very much for joining me. Hopefully we'll have more good news to reflect on next week. Thank you. And yeah, so thank you for joining me. Thank you all for listening. And we will be back with another episode next week. But until then, it is goodbye.